I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, babes. I'm super excited about this season's lineup of amazing, powerful, and ultra-badass women who are examples for all of us on how we can get it done. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am very excited to introduce you to today's guest. My friend, Michelle Glogovac, is here with us. She is an amazing virtual, get that down straight, people, a virtual social media and podcast manager because our world is now virtual. And Michelle is going to share a little bit about her previous life in times in corporate America and how she's now an awesome stay-at-home mom and balancing this new career of hers. Michelle. Hello. I'm so excited to be here and see you and talk to you. (laughs) I know it's crazy. So Michelle and I talk every day, um, but we don't actually like look at each other like we are right now, (laughs) which is the fun part about the Zoom recordings for podcasts. But Michelle actually is my podcast booker. And you ask, Lisa, what is that? Well, guess what, guys? Um, somebody actually needs to go out there and find the talent to have on the shows. So Michelle does both sides of this for me. She pimps me out. No, she... <laughs> I like that. Yes, Remember, I was an agent title, before. Yes, she's my podcast pimp. Um, Michelle helps find shows for me to be guests on, and she helps find guests for my show. So I thought, who better to explain to you guys out in the world um, how podcasts are growing leaps and bounds every day because of people like Michelle. Yes, and I do show notes so people can find you on the internet in addition to just on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else you can listen to podcasts these days. Otherwise known as SEO. Yes. So those notes that she actually creates for me, for the podcast and for others, helps you guys to actually find us when you Google my name. Amazing how it all ties in together. Yes. Because podcasts, as we know, is a listening thing. So you can't really Google, you know, the name of a podcast or the subject and the audio comes up. So that's why we have to have show notes and people can find you that way. It's so exciting. Michelle, how the heck did you fall into this? Because I know you had a big corporate job before. I did. And I was laid off um, over a year ago and decided that, you know, after 18 years in corporate aviation... I was kind of over it. It was never a passion of mine. It was a job that I got when I was in college and went full-time after college and I had benefits and a salary and I thought there's nothing more that you need. I have a job. I don't have to move home. So woohoo. And so I stuck with it and you know I I did really well for myself. I moved around the country for, you know, a different positions and climbed the ladder and made money and that was all fun. But it wasn't what I got up loving to do, you know, that I had managers I didn't want to work for. They (laughs) didn't do it for me. And now I've got two kids at home and I wanted to find a way that I was not going to have to travel like I was because my husband travels as well. And to juggle two kids, two travel schedules and the same industry, it was nuts. And now we're paying for a nanny and two kids to come with us. And 
it, it just, it didn't make any sense. Um, no. and no, it, <laughs> it no. was chaos. And it, when it came to podcasts, I actually last year didn't even know how to listen to one. Oh my God. Wait, I want to ask you first though. I have a question. So okay. would you say that you were comfortable in your career before? Oh yeah. I knew so what I was doing. I, w- I was an expert at fuel, at corporate flight departments. I knew it. I was comfortable. It's the whole, you're comfortable. You're not going to go anywhere. Yes. So you've actually chosen to be uncomfortable on a daily basis to actually pursue something new while being an at-home mom and having two kids to wrangle. Yes. Interesting. I didn't pivot. I full on switched. (laughs) (laughs) uh, so, So I didn't even know how to listen to a podcast. And I heard people, you know, oh, I've got, I'm listening to this great one. It's motivational. You know, I'd heard of Jenna Kutcher. I knew who she was. I didn't know how to listen to her podcast. <laughs> and then I discovered the little purple button. <laughs> There's an app on your phone. It comes yeah, with the it phone. It is already on your phone, people. <laughs> Obviously, listeners know that, but I had no idea. And I've actually taught people this even recently because people still don't know how to listen to podcasts. Uh, so I started listening and, um, there was one in particular that I was listening to all the time. And it was, I was like, this is awesome. And I didn't have much time to listen to other ones. You know, I was still struggling to figure out what can I do for myself where I'm going to bring in income, still work at home, be with my kids. And I started doing some Instagram kind of shout outs and it wasn't to get the podcaster's attention at all. I was just motivated and feeling it and thought that others should hear it too. And she reached out to me and said, there's this thing called podcast pitching. Do you want to do it for me? Because you listen to every one of my episodes, you know who I am, how I talk. And um, she put me through a course, a podcast pitch assistant course. And it it was pretty simple because a lot of it is cold calls and Mm -hmm. following up. And I did that. I did sales for over a decade. So this was not new for me at all, but you have to do a lot of research to find out the podcasts that fit the podcaster um, or the the expert. So, you know, there's more work to it than it seems. It's not just a cold call. It's, you know, closing the sale, really. Absolutely. Um, And so I started doing that and you and I met and it's just taken off from there. So I'm pitching all kinds of people and it's neat because they're all different experts in what they do. And, you know, no two people are the same. So, you know, no two podcasts are the same either. So That's it's awesome. a lot of fun. It is fun. And it's it's funny because I'm watching it from the outside, but it's like, you're like doing my former career, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I enjoyed a lot, but it is a lot of work. There is a lot of balance that comes into it because you've got to do the research. You've got to know who the audience is and you've got to really find out, is this going to benefit either party? So um, it's not just, Hey, I've got someone who has a podcast. It's like, wait a second. Are they the right, for, are they the right person for this market? So I commend you on your work. Um, and I love your notes. Um, it makes my life much easier as well, because actually I kind of thought people had them, but I didn't know because there's no book given to people when they start a podcast. There's no, 
there's no exactly what are you supposed to do when you start a podcast book, which I guess will be the next book I write. Um, but <laughs> or we write together. <laughs> exactly, for sure. But the podcast notes are really key. So there will be updates coming to my website will you, where you'll be able to actually pull up episode information. Um, and part of that is because Michelle is creating this basically a library of all the episodes that I record. So it's quite helpful. Um, it also gives me the quick notes um, for the social media posts. I mean, it, it it's all connected. So Michelle's work is instrumental in my message getting out and being heard by more people. So I thank you for that. I thank you. I love doing it. You know, there's this part of it when you listen to the podcast and usually it's the raw episodes I get from the podcasters, but it's up to me to identify when there's a meaningful quote, you know, what is the message, the topics that are covered. And that's my job. I mean, I love the podcasts that I get to work with. I love listening to them anyway. So getting yeah, paid. Thank goodness. Cause that, that them. could be awful if you didn't like who you were listening to. <laughs> There's been a couple that I've, yeah, should we work together? I'm like, ah, oh, I am bear it. You're like, through this episode. No, I can't do this every week. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gotta be, it's like watching, if you're stuck watching a show because you're just too lazy to actually change the channel, but you've got to have to pay, you actually have to pay attention. Yeah. Because you're taking yes. the notes, you're finding the quotes and you're like keeping track of the timeline. So yeah, no, that, that would, that would suck if you didn't like who you're listening to. <laughs> okay. So I'm taking that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but you also do some other really cool things. Like you are a Pinterest strategist. Um, and I think I, people yeah. would like to know more about how that works. Yeah, I love Pinterest. I've always loved Pinterest because who doesn't? I am a DIYer crafter. You know, all of my recipes as a mom of toddlers and two teen stepkids who are all picky, that's my go to. I have recipes up the wazoo. Um, but last year also, I took the time to start looking at how you strategize with Pinterest. And it's not just, oh, I'm going to pin my, you know, pretty sausage meal or my spaghetti recipe and, oh, this bedroom is cute. There's actually a whole strategy behind it. You know, you start with board covers and you make them branded and then you use your descriptions and that's all SEO related again. And you can use hashtags because Pinterest is a visual search engine, but you can search with keywords. So these are all big things that you can do and you can actually organize your boards. A lot of people don't know this. So if you're a brand, you want your branded board to be at the top, not at the bottom when someone comes to your account and sees your boards and they're like, oh, food, but really you're a photographer and all of your <laughs> photography blog stuff is at the very bottom of your page. That's not, they're not going to see it. So you can organize your boards and drag and drop them and you can just make your page look absolutely gorgeous. And for podcasters, it's another place you want to be. We've got you there now. Um, I worked with another podcaster a couple of weeks ago and I put all of her past 50 episodes up Damn. and she quadrupled her views instantly within two days. Wow. Wow. That's, those are huge numbers. That's very exciting. Yeah. So to make it easier for people, so if you're looking to grow your Pinterest, um, two things, obviously reach out to Michelle and you're going to get her Instagram information um, at the end of the episode. Um, but she also has a free guide um, available to you so you can learn the basics about Pinteresting. Pinteresting? 
Pinteresting? Sure. That's, yeah. Is that <laughs> pinning? Yes. Pinning. pinning. <laughs> the basics on pinning. It's very Pinteresting. Pinterest. Oh, <laughs> you went there. <laughs> we should be having wine during this podcast. <laughs> but aren't we? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, I have my normal water bottle. Sorry, guys. I'll be honest. Um, no, I, I need to make dinner after this. <laughs> um, speaking of, wait a second. You were just talking about wine. Um, you're also on that do-it-yourself. You have a blog about cocktails, if I'm not mistaken? I do, yeah. So originally, the reason, whole reason I have a social media following and a Pinterest page was because uh, four and a half years ago, I started a blog, and it was mainly wine reviews. Uh, I'm a wine drinker, a wine lover. I'm not a wine connoisseur. I know (laughs) what I like when I taste it and that's basically it. And I thought, well, if I'm drinking it, why not write about it? And I teamed up actually with a girlfriend before I started my blog who has a following and a blog herself and started feeding her Wednesday wine reviews and La Crema picked us up. So So we were working for La Crema and I was taking their wine that they would send to me and not only drinking it, but incorporating it and creating <laughs> recipes for it. And giving it to the kids. I'm oh, sorry. Sippy cups. No, they weren't whatever. born yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love in your um, feed today, you have um, Game of Thrones um, themed, themed yeah. drinks and they are fantastic. The one with the marshmallow, I, I'm in. <laughs> whatever that was so with good. the flaming marshmallow. There's Bailey's and Jameson <laughs> in it. I'm like, yes. Yes, please. Oh, yeah, that stuff looks good. So, when do you when do you have time to create these um, amazing cocktails? Um, sometimes I don't. Uh, <laughs> I love having a good happy hour and doing it then a backyard barbecue. But I also work with an awesome PR company on the East Coast who does a lot with Ron Barcello, um, Captain Morgan, and so I work with all of them, and they'll send me their newest recipes. Um, sometimes I get to try them. Other times I just get to look at the pretty pictures and get them up and share them. Um, but I have all of the supplies at home. (laughs) I have been supplied nicely. No, it's super cool. And honestly, the Game of Thrones thing is really adorable and I don't even drink, but again, I am turned on and that one again with the flaming marshmallow, I'm all over it. That looks like s'mores gone wild. So (laughs) campfire one, campfire's watch or something. So they're like, yes, that's perfect. Perfect. Um, and I'm actually sure you'd get a lot of requests for that right now. Your timing is quite on the nose with yes, your... Yes, and I don't even watch Game of Thrones. I've never seen an episode. <sighs> I'm sorry. I know I know. people will be like, what? I'm sorry. I can't even catch up on my Real Housewives right now. So. <laughs> I'm with you, but I make time for Game of Thrones because it's uh, that good and there's only six episodes this season. So it's like, it's going to be gone before it starts. I love and hate those. Yeah, but this is it. It's over. Like this is Oh, it. that was it. <laughs> this is it. Like the we've got like four episodes left and it's all done. Oh. So well, we'll have know. the cocktails forever. Exactly. We're like all watching like that's why it's so important. It's like, oh my god, there's only four left and then there's not gonna be any more incestual love stories. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know why we all love what we do, but we do. Um <laughs> Michelle, what other kinds of tips and tricks might you share today with podcasting or Pinterest or any other social media goodies? I do some social media as well. Um, as you know, my big thing is it's all about strategy, you know, figuring out who your target audience is and what hashtags to use and engagement. 
I do engagement for a number of clients where I find their target audience. I use their hashtags and I go and engage as them. So sometimes I am a photographer. I am an interior (laughs) designer. I am a mixologist. I'm a life coach. I am all kinds of things. I get to wear many hats. How fun. How fun. All kinds of people. Yeah. It's like kind of having multiple personalities every single day. (laughs) Or Halloween Um, every day. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I wear many hats every single day. And how did you learn about the engagement and hashtags? Because this is something I know a lot of new businesses or even just people who are just playing with Instagram or Facebook and they just want to know how they can grow their social media in a stronger, better way. How did you learn these things? I am in a number of groups on Facebook. I also look on Pinterest for different blog um, articles and I am always educating myself and trying to keep up to date. You know, if I see a post that someone says, this is the newest algorithm and this is, you know, what we're seeing, then I'll go test it myself and, and see what I find. But I always have this running list in my head of, okay, this is what we need to do. Um, you know, with the hashtags, if it's over a million, you have 6.5 seconds to be seen and then your post is irrelevant. Dun, so, dun, dun. yeah. Talk about Game of Thrones. Like that is, <laughs> that is the ultimate Game of Thrones you right have there. Like a nanosecond. Yeah. And then you're done. <laughs> you're done. So, you know, it's important to use the smaller ones and, to use a good mix of smaller and and medium and large. And by that, I mean under 30,000 up to a hundred and then up to 700,000 use 10 of each. And then as you become more popular in the smaller ones, the algorithm bumps you up into the larger ones as well. Hmm. Little trick. See, see, she's got all the secrets, all the secrets. Um, I'm curious, Michelle, since we talk a lot about confidence here on this podcast, um, is there anything in your life, um, being currently as a mom of two and again, working from home or from your former life where you saw the confidence in your life improve and maybe what helped you? I think being educating myself and making sure that I know what I'm talking about. I don't talk out of my butt. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you something that I you know, can't back up. And to me, that gives me the confidence that I know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of, there's the imposter syndrome and there's a lot of people who, you know, even in social media will say, Oh, I'm a strategist or I'm a manager and I can do this, but they, they don't know all of these little things. It's a lot of work. You know, social media is a ton of work and to be confident in saying, I know what I'm doing because I'm educating myself. I'm making sure that I'm, I'm keeping up to date with everything that there is and I'm all about educating myself wherever I can, whether, you know, it is with wine or with my kids. And, you know, I'm the Google queen. I will Google <laughs> anything. They were my client at one time. And I was like, I keep you in business. <laughs> I keep your plane flying because I Google everything. I teach my stepkids. If you don't know, Google it. You know, we don't have Encyclopedia Britannica. I was going to say, we had encyclopedias. Like yeah. what happened to that? Come into the door that's no more. There's Wikipedia and there's Google. So use your fingers. Yeah. But okay. So that the thing about Wikipedia though, is that is created. Yeah. I mean, that is self-created. I I could go on there and create one for myself and nobody's going to verify it. That's the bonkers part of (laughs) We should do that. Michelle, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But, but if that's about the Wikipedia is like, it's not verified. Yeah. 
so, so I wouldn't say go, go kids, go do that for your high school essay, thank you. but <laughs> you know, go check it out and get some dates and stuff, you know, to, to look at things, but Google, just Google. And when you Google, maybe, more. yeah, like check a few different references for the Absolutely. same subject, not yeah. the, just the first one on the list. Yeah. There's still homework <laughs> involved. Yes. But I do, I, I'm sorry. I love those encyclopedias. The minute you said that, I started thinking about all the reports I used to write, getting my info from my encyclopedias. That was good. I had a big set. They were white. They were lovely. Oh, my mom would (laughs) never buy it for us. So (gasps) no, I had to borrow from the library or school or go find another friend on the street who had it. And And I'm a book person. I'm trying to remember. It was a lot. I don't even remember how many there were, but there were quite a few books. Yeah. Sorry, just had a flashback of childhood. Big white yeah, books no, with, with brown border, and I that was I I, I remember writing a report about Arizona. <laughs> I remember right. A bunch of things. Thank God for the encyclopedias. Um, yeah, it is interesting. We don't have that anymore, and the fact that we have more fake news than real news. It's all very interesting. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm trying to, how do people verify the facts anymore? That is. Mm, I do not envy my kids. No, they're really going to have to struggle with that. And in the fact that they're going to have to just not just take the first answer they're given, but go to the second and maybe the third and then be like, okay, now I understand what this is about. Compare all the answers to see what is it? What is the truth? Yeah. And so how is, how are you momming so hard? What's going on now with those kiddos of yours? Holy crap. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're three and four. Wow. They are. A year and three weeks apart, and they act like twins, where they just feed off of each other nonstop. Do they have uh, their own language? Kind of, yeah. There's some made-up words, and <laughs> they giggle all the time over it, and we're like, stop, be quiet. <laughs> or tell us what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't want to know sometimes. Um, they're good. You know, we, we have a routine, and um, I belong to a mom's club, so we get out you know, quite frequently to parks and play dates and stuff. And they understand what mom working is. They understand what dad working is because he works from home too. Uh, he knows my clients. They both nice. do, you know, they know who you are. They know when Boxer <laughs> goes off on my phone, which client it might be. And <laughs> I always have to be careful because I swear a lot and I have to make sure that I All bite my, my tongue. <laughs> so All my clients feel so bad because as, as I'm saying it, I'm like, oh no, children. <laughs> I had one the other day drop the F-bomb and she's like, oh, the kids are there. They weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Phew. The guilt that we have for for messing that up for you guys. Well, you know, if it makes anyone feel better today at a play date, I'm like, you know what? It's time to go. We got to get naps and sandwiches. And my son dropped the F-bomb in the sandbox. (gasps) I love it. Oh my God. Maybe he's my child. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. And I'm I like, you it. can't say that at other people's houses. Uh, so quickly ran away. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, oh, that's interesting. So wait, both you and your husband work from home. How do you balance the dynamic of that? We have been working together from home for the past six years now. Nice. Um, I've always, I've worked from home for 15 years and it was new for him. Um, he was laid off from a job of 20 years and his mm-hmm. jobs after that have all been remote. And it's, it wasn't, I think 
it was an adjustment for him, you know, not so much for me. I was like, woohoo, now we're home all day, you know, all day. But, you know, I I had to show him the ropes of you get up and you shower and, you know, you can't just mess around. Yes, I do laundry and stuff during the day and I do grocery shopping, but, you know, it's it's a different dynamic. Um, We work side by side, not so much now. We did our kitchen remodel and so he moved to um, an upstairs bedroom and he hasn't come back. Oh, interesting. But the remodel has been done for four months. So <laughs> he has more phone calls than, than I do. So the kids are downstairs, you know, with me most of the time. But um, it works out great. You know, it's nice to have that helping hand if I need it. And we obviously are best friends. We're figuring that one out. You know, it's That's been 12 nice. years. But if we didn't like each other, we could not be together 24 seven. Right, because you're basically on top. Not that your home is, a, but you're, you're on top of each other. You got to make sure yeah. you're getting along. And do you, does he share in some of those household duties and things? Do you, do you get to, I know right now, for instance, he's taking care of the kids while we're talking so that they're not running yeah. around you. Um, but because you both have schedules that require you to be at home a lot or for him to be traveling, does he pick up the slack when necessary? Oh, absolutely. He is the gardener and the pool man. Nice. Because um, we don't have one. Um, he is big on cleaning. I like to clean sometimes, but I'm not one to be like, we got to get it done. <laughs> um, if, he, if he starts cleaning, he is like Mr. Clean. Nice. Um, and then we have an agreement that whoever makes dinner does not do the dishes. So I make dinner most nights and I don't have to do dishes. Um, he folds his own laundry. Uh, no, I write like the dishes, dishes. That's like it. He does the dishes. There you go. That was it. Does Ladies, trash. he yep. does the dishes. He does. He does. That's awesome. Um, yep. But I mean, how does how does the two businesses? Oh, Luigi popped up. Hi, puppy. Um, <laughs> how do, does he understand what you do? Because you guys both are in aviation does. together. Does he like get this? Because you know, you're, I'm sure you're on your phone a lot. I'm sure you are got your head in your computer or your phone more than you did prior. Yeah. And we've had to have that conversation where he's like, you're always on your phone. I'm like, yeah, my job is on my phone. <laughs> it's, you know, not like before where I could answer an email, you know, or you go and you do client visits. My job is literally on my phone, on my computer. So I try to be more on my computer than I am on my phone just because, the kids and him think it looks better, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but at nighttime, I'll, uh, it'll be on the phone, you know. And with social media, you can only have so many accounts on one device. <laughs> so it'll be the iPad, <laughs> the iPhone, <laughs> my computer. <laughs> so there's usually a device around very close. Nice, nice. But I love that he's supportive of what you're doing um, and the big changes that you've made in your life. Uh, it's quite exciting. Um, and I love that the fact that you are, again, you made this switch. You're making it work. Um, I know you guys are planning a big vacation. Like life is going on. I, I want people to hear that you can get out of that nine to five. Yes. And that- you can make as much money, if not more. Yeah. Let me tell you, I literally roll out of bed when people are like, you know, oh, when you find that job or that passion or that purpose, then you'll be happy to wake up. And it is so much the truth. Like I love waking up in the morning and going to go do what I have to do. I totally enjoy it. And, you know, I think when it comes to the money, you know, I dabbled for a couple months and didn't really have huge goals. And then my husband and I sat down and said, you know, what is it that we want me to make 
as a bare minimum. So we are comfortable. And so the first month that we decided that I hit that. Awesome. And I'm like, you know what? I want to make what <laughs> I used to bring home. Nice. Boom, done. So nice. this is within four months. I've just hit these goals and am surpassing them now. So Yay! it's good. Yes. You can definitely start something from scratch that you mm-hmm. didn't know about a year ago and turn it into something huge. That's fantastic and very inspiring. So again, I want you guys to check out Michelle's My Simplified Life on Instagram. I'll make sure you have the proper spelling of all of that. Um, Make sure you check out her Pinterest guide. Um, Again, she is the Pinterest queen. And check out her page because you want to go see those Game of Thrones drinks. They're so (laughs) awesome. They're so awesome. You're also Miss Inspirational. I love all your inspirational quotes that you share on the daily. So thank you for that. Thank you. And I want to play this little game, which I like to do at the end of every episode, which obviously... Oh, I know you're game. <laughs> <laughs> and I should... I, I listened to all the episodes, so I should have had this ready. But it's better when it's kind of off the cuff, because this is the fun part of everything. Um, Michelle, um, which actor would play you in the story of your life? <sighs> and this, so, you is know, game, I, see, this is a game that I played before in my previous world. So I assume everyone has played this game when you like, you're watching like, oh, if I had a movie, that woman or that man would play me. That's it. Now, see, growing up, there were two actresses, people said I looked like. And the first one as I was younger was Candace Cameron Burr. Oh, love it. We had the round face. <laughs> I had kind of her haircut. And then in college, I dyed my hair very blonde. Mm. And I was called Meg. From Me- I was Meg Ryan. That's Damn. what they said. I had the curly, short bob that was bleach blonde. I'll take it. But Meg Ryan's getting older, and I want to pretend like I'm not up there yet. Okay, but more hypothetical. Uh, It's more like a a feeling. Like, I still, to this day, Drew Barrymore. Oh, she's so cute. I just, I've always related to her. Like, I'm like, if someone's going to play me, and I even kind of talk out of my mouth crooked like she does, if someone's going to play me, it's going to be her. That's, that's I talk crooked too. So Drew could be me too. I totally my mom pointed that out. That's like a childhood, you know, I've got I don't a, even know where it comes from. a crooked oh, mouth. Maybe I sound that's like it. a freaking pirate. Oh, maybe that's it. I've got a lazy eye and a crooked mouth. Okay. That's I just I know. I watch her sometimes when she's talking, I'm like, oh my god, I do the same thing. Yeah. This is why I hate video. <laughs> I'm over it. Because I play it back and I'm like, what is going on with my mouth? <laughs> but if she can do it, we can do it. Yes. So Drew will pay, play both of us, I okay, guess. there you go. <laughs> but Candace Cameron will play my younger years. There we go. There we go. I like that. And I, honestly, Meg Ryan, she's still the bomb. So I just watched Harry Met, when Harry Met Sally because <sighs> it was their, their anniversary Aww. a couple weekends ago. One of the best movies of all time. Yes. Oh, just yep. if you haven't seen it, if you don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> You're living under a rock. Go Please. see it just for the pie scene. <laughs> Google, <laughs> Google when Harry met Sally. <laughs> I'll put it in the links in the show notes. <laughs> Please put in the links in the show notes. Um, I want you to report back after you've watched it. It is one of the best rom-coms out there. Oh, romantic comedies out there. Sorry, I had to like, I don't think any of these words mean anything to you guys anymore. But rom-com, the best, 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 best lines and just the way well 
just the way romance should be sometimes. So it's all good. We love When Harry Met Sally. And we love Michelle. Thank you so much for being our guest tonight. Thank today, you. It was so much it fun is. to be on the other side. I know. It's like <laughs> podcasts come out in the morning, but we record them at the end of the day. So however you're listening to this, I hope you enjoyed Michelle um, <laughs> and that you've learned something today and that you are inspired to chase your dreams and to know that you can do anything you want that you set your mind to. Absolutely. No matter how old you are, young you are, if you're a mom, if you've got little teeny ones at home, you can do it. It's all possible. It's all doable. There you go. There's my third party validation right there. Okay, everybody. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. And I'll make sure that you get all the notes on Michelle because Michelle will make sure that they're in the podcast (laughs) notes. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please make sure to click that subscribe button to show some love and leave a review. Then go tell three friends to do the same. Don't forget to tag me at the Confidence Crown on IG so that I know that you know that I know you're listening. Thank you.